Hi, this is Adriana, and welcome to the Joyfully Fit Podcast, where we talk about fitness, wellness, and motherhood, and how to keep Christ at the center of it all. Hey friends, welcome to episode number two. So excited that you are here. Um, I am away at uh, the cottage this week. It is the beginning of our summer vacation and so I am sitting in the basement of the cottage in a spare bedroom and I have like a blanket duvet thing beside me and then a mattress in front of me to try to create like the best sound possible for this. Um, So here here we are on vacation, but I that's something that I love about podcasting, that I can be here talking to you even while I'm away, um, just continuing to serve you and share with you more about my wellness journey. So excited to dive into today's episode. Um, really quickly, I just want to recap last episode. Last week, Tuesday, I launched episode number one. If you haven't had a chance to listen to it, I would encourage you to go back and do that because we kind of lay the foundation for this whole podcast, why I'm here, why I'm sharing with you about this topic, and how to keep Christ at the center of our wellness journey. Um, we talk about how fe- how health um, and wellness is made up of physical, mental, and spiritual health, um, and really the importance of keeping God number one. Our spiritual health, growing in our relationship with God, needs to come first above everything else. Um, And we unpack the name Joyfully Fit, which is the name of this podcast, um, and just what it means to find joy in all seasons and walks of life. And we talked about how really our joy needs to be rooted in Uh, the hope of Jesus and when it is we can have joy in all seasons, the ups and the downs, the good and the hard seasons. Um, And also we talked about finding ways to maintain our health um, even in these hard seasons and how can we have consistency um, and just choose healthy habits in the midst of chaos and tough seasons in our life. So today we're going to dive into how we can do that as busy moms. Um, So I want to talk about a popular phrase, um, a popular term that is thrown around a lot. You see it everywhere, scrolling through your social media, um, as you're watching TV, as you're talking to other moms, and it is the idea of self-care. This phrase is often thrown around and we often don't really sit and think about what does this look like in my life? What does the Bible say about self-care? And is it really biblical? And so we're going to talk about this today, um, what it means to, yeah, another kind of phrase people use is the idea of like filling your cup. You can't pour from an empty cup. You need self-care. So I'm going to share with you my view on this topic. We're going to talk about what the Bible says about self-care. And we're going to talk about how we can truly live out God's calling as moms in a way that is honoring and glorifying to Him and ultimately taking care of our kids to the best of our abilities. Because I believe that as moms, we are called to serve our kids and to take care of them and We need to do that to the best of our abilities. And a huge part of that is also taking care of ourselves. And so 
my understanding of self-care kind of started uh, several years ago when I was in my first year of teaching. I was a new grad. I had started my first year as a brand new teacher, um, and I was teaching kindergarten. So for those of you that are teachers, um, whether you're in your first year or you can think back to your first year of teaching, it is exhausting. It is not easy. Teaching is a lot of work, and learning how to lesson plan, how to run a classroom, um, get to know your first kids, getting to know the curriculum. You just feel like you live, breathe, your whole life is teaching. And that was me in my first year. I was teaching kindergarten, which takes a lot of energy. You do not sit down and sit still. Um, and it just takes a lot out of you. And I was just pouring all of me into my students. And I was also married in my first year of teaching, and I just felt like I did not have anything left to give. I would come home, crash on the couch, um, have no energy left, spend the evening lesson planning or watching Netflix, um, grab whatever was like quick and easy from my fridge, which usually was not the healthiest option. And I just felt like I was pouring from an empty cup, and it caught up to me. Um, I felt burnt out really fast, and I just felt like I was not able to properly pour into my husband and into my students. And now as a mom, and especially now that I am going back to teaching, I need to be really, really careful that I don't end up down that same path. And so I'm constantly reminding myself that I need to take care of myself and I don't want to end up burnt out. I want to have the energy and the strength to pour into my students. I want to have um, the emotional and mental capabilities to be able to take care of my daughter and my husband. And when we don't carve out proper time for ourselves, we end up tired and frustrated and impatient. I know for myself, I think about the times that I'm exhausted, I'm more likely to like snap at my husband or be impatient with my daughter. And I don't want that. I don't want that for myself. I don't want that for you. Um, our jobs as moms is to serve our kids. And we cannot do that if we're feeling worn out. So in this episode, I want to share with you um, some quotes from a book that I read a couple months ago, and I highly recommend it. It is so good, whether you are pregnant, whether you are a new mom, whether you have several kiddos, whatever stage of motherhood you are in, this book is for you. I promise everybody will get something out of it, um, and it is just so gospel-centered. And um, it's a book, Risen Motherhood, and it's written by two women who are both mothers, and I think their names are Emily and Laura. I apologize if I'm totally wrong, um, but they kind of flip-flop back and forth uh, throughout the book, different chapters, and they touch on different topics of motherhood and how that relates to the gospel. Um, and they have a whole chapter on self-care. So I spent some time looking through that that chapter and just jotting down some notes and quotes that I really enjoyed from it. So I'm going to share some of, some of them with you today. So the first one says, um, and she's kind of quoting herself here of something that she says often. She says, I don't have any time for rest right now. Maybe tomorrow. I believe I'm helping my family by giving them more of me immediately. But in the end, I'm very little help. An empty cup 
I have nothing to pour into those I'm called to serve. That is so true. We feel this constant pressure to be giving ourselves 100% of ourselves to our kids 100% of the time. 24-7, we need to be at the disposal, disposal of our kids. And oftentimes we think, I can do it tomorrow. I can take a shower tomorrow. I'll take a nap tomorrow. I'll whatever it is that you keep putting off. I'll exercise tomorrow, but that's not helping. You are not able to fully serve your kids in that moment because you are worn out, burnt out, exhausted, and you can't pour from an empty cup. And I want to um, bring us back to a verse that I shared last episode. Colossians 3.23 says, whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all for the Lord, not for human masters. And whatever you do means everything, every part of your life. And specifically today, I'm talking about our role as moms. We need to glorify God in our motherhood too. And that is um, just taking care of ourselves um, and the verse also that says that our bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit. We need to take care of our bodies. We need to give them proper care and rest in order to be able to function properly so that we can pour into our kids and we can't do this if we're feeling tired and if we're feeling weak. Um, Another verse in Ephesians 2 verse 10 Um, That's kind of similar in the work that we do says for we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works which God prepared in advance for us to do. So we are called to do good works. We are called to serve and use our gifts to glorify God. But we can be so selfish in thinking that we can do it all and our culture loves to tell us we have to be super moms. Everywhere we look, on social media, um, talking to friends, on TV, in movies, TV shows, um, even just talking to like grandparents, there's this constant need um, to do it all, to be a super mom and be able to do everything. And We also kind of view the idea of self-care as a way to like refill our cups, re-energize ourselves so that we can continue doing it all. I'm going to take a shower so that I have more energy to pour more into my kids and um, that it just doesn't fully satisfy because we can't do it all. We are not super mom and... um, I want to read you another quote from Risen Motherhood. It says, We pridefully try to live beyond our designated limitations. We try to be like God, all-wise, all-sustaining, sleep-forgoing, self-sacrificing superhumans for those we love, thinking that we're different somehow. Or maybe we're like Adam and Eve as we try to find solutions to our needs and wants apart from God's provision. We avoid the pleasure of soul rest while leveraging every coping mechanism we can, 
gulping wine, scheduling hair appointments, going to the gym, instead of enjoying things as good gifts from the Lord, we see them as possible solutions for our deeper weariness. So we're just constantly trying to be better for our kids and um, have more self-care so that we can pour into our kids and finding solutions in earthly things. And we kind of talked on that in the last episode of placing our values and our identities and our worth and all of those things in earthly things. And those things will not last. What lasts is God and his strength um, and his ability ability to fill us up. And so we're just constantly trying to pour into others without taking time to pour into ourselves. And that's not sustainable. It's not healthy. It's not serving those around us and really glorifying God um, through our work as moms in motherhood. It does not mean being perfect. Um, It means slowing down and just reflecting, is this glorifying God right now? Am I taking care of my body and my mind? Am I placing my full trust in God or in my own abilities? And we cannot do it all. And um, yeah, we need to do what's best for our kids. So what is self-care? Another quote um, in Risen Motherhood again says, Our culture tells us we need self-care because our kids need our care. But the creation account tells us we need self-care because God made us that way. Needs existed before the fall, so they are part of God's good design. So again, it says that we try to have self-care because our kids need it. But ladies, we need self-care because we are designed to have it. And God did not need to create us with needs. He could have created us to not need sleep or food, or exercise, or whatever. Um, But this quote just reinforces uh, our utter dependence on God for everything. And it reminds us that we are not God. We cannot do it all, and that is okay. So what does this look like? Today I want to give you some practical tips of how you can make care a priority in your life. So number one, making time for our care. And this one is so hard as moms. I get it. We are busy. We have kids to take care of. Some of us are working moms. Some of us are full-time moms. Wherever you are at in your walk of life, um, we are busy. And we often view not having time as like this badge of honor. And it is so like glorified to not have time. Um, This should not be something that we are proud of though. Our culture loves like the hustle culture, the need to do it all, um, the need to be busy all the time, but we just were not made for that. Yes, we were made to work, um, but not if that means sacrificing ourselves, our kids, and the work itself. Um, So we need to make time for our essential needs. So eating, sleeping, showering, personal hygiene, exercising, um, things that our bodies need in order to function properly. And then we also 
need to make time for things that we enjoy. God has given us so many gifts here on this earth, and they are to be enjoyed. So these are things that we are passionate about. God has given us passions and desires and talents and gifts, and we need to use those. Um, so what are some examples? I love going for a walk, um, maybe reading a book. Um, maybe some of you love to bake or paint your nails or have a bath or whatever that is for you. Um, it's going to look so different for everyone. Everybody has different things that they love, but find things that you love and that bring you joy. Um, and let me emphasize that this is not selfish. It is not selfish to do things that you love. Um, so how do we do that? Number one, finding the time. Waking up early um, or doing it during nap times. I'm going to share with you just some things that worked for me in my new role as a mom um, is waking up early or doing things during nap times. And the waking up early one, I did not used to be a morning person at all, like at all. I remember in my first year of university, sitting down with my, like all my roommates actually in all of my years at university and saying, I'm not a morning person. Please do not talk to me until 10 a.m. I am grouchy. Um, I will be a grump. Please do not talk to me. And my roommates can attest to that, that I just was not a morning person. But um, since becoming a teacher and a, and a mom, that's when I need to have my alone time. And it's waking up early. And now I love it. I really do. Um, because I need it. I need it physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. And I, I just start to crave it. Um, those moments alone with God in the morning are just so special for me. Even if it's like 10 minutes before my daughter wakes up, having that time to just sit, wake up, um, invite the Holy Spirit to be present in my day and walk with me. I find that when I go to pick up my daughter in the morning, um, when she wakes up, I just feel awake and alive and ready to start the day and it just does wonders for my mood and for my soul um, and I love to look at the Bible and what it says um, in Jesus's life in the Gospels and so in Mark 137 it says and rising very early in the morning while it was still dark he departed and went to a desolate place and there he prayed and we just look at Jesus's life and the way that he taught and led his disciples and he could have been busy all the time. He could have been out performing miracles, healing people, teaching 24-7, um, but he wasn't. He took time to stop and slow down and sleep and pray and spend time talking to his father. And what an example to his disciples and to us today that need to just slow down um, rest and just spend time with God. So a couple of other tips um, during those nap times or waking up early. Some things that help me is setting timers. Um, I like to set a timer for like 10-15 minutes where I set it and I have to clean or do household chores during that time, empty the dishwasher, throw in a load of laundry, and then when that timer goes off I force myself to do something else. Read a book, do a workout, something for me. And I just have to get rid of this need to have a perfectly clean house 100% of the time because I need that time for myself. And that is not selfish. Um, 
going to bed earlier, if you want to wake up early, setting things out the night before, your workout clothes, your books, whatever you need the night before, setting yourself up for success, um, and then leaving things that can be done with your kids until last. So I always try to start my mornings reading my Bible um, or my faith development books, praying, but then when my daughter wakes up, we work out together because I can do that with her. Um, asking for help. This one is so hard. <laughs> it's hard to ask for help, but people want to help and they're there and want to help you, um, including your kids. So including them in the things that you enjoy. Go for a walk together, watch a movie together. Um, I feel like in my like new, like early motherhood in those first several months, I just had this misconception that I needed to be like, I needed to entertain my daughter 100% of the time and needed to give her attention 100% of the time. And I think I want to say it was like an, one of my aunts who said to me, you do not need to be by her side 100% of the time. She needs to learn to be independent. She needs to learn to play by herself. It's okay to do things for you when she's awake. And that was just like a weight lifted off my shoulder of like, okay, I can clean the kitchen or I can sit and read a book and I can leave her be. And that's so helpful for her too. But including them, being that example for them of what it looks like to take care of yourself. And then number four, figuring out your priorities. What is most important to you? What are your non-negotiables that you're going to make sure that you do every single day and the rest can be left for tomorrow or another day? Um, and then the very last one, the very last tip is reminding yourself why you do it. This has been so helpful for me along my journey. Reminding myself every morning, why am I getting up? Why am I making my health a priority? For me, it's having strength and energy. It's being an example to my daughter and my students. It's treating my body as a temple of the Holy Spirit. Um, and it's so that I can better serve those around me. And God really looks at our heart. What are your um, motivations? What is your why for doing this? Um, because that is so, so important. So all of these tips are helpful. Um, and yeah, I hope that you found those helpful. But what about when it doesn't go perfectly? What if at the end of the day, our self-care routines, our perfect morning plan, our perfect nap time plan goes out the window? What if it all fails? What if our kids, uh, my daughter does not like napping sometimes, and sometimes I wake up in the morning and 30 seconds later she wakes up. What if I just don't have the time? Or yeah, what if it all fails? Well, I want to remind you that if it all fails, lean on God. He needs to be your number one priority. He needs to be number one on your list of non-negotiables. Um, two of my favorite passages that have just brought me through my life as a new mom in those middle of the night feeds when I was completely exhausted, when I felt so weak, like I couldn't do it all. Um, these two passages have really brought me through and it is Matthew eleven twenty eight to 30 it says, come to me all who labor and are heavy laden and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. 
And then 2 Corinthians 12 verse 9 says, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses, so that Christ's power may rest on me. Last quote from Risen Motherhood says, God cares for us when we can't care for ourselves. And I want to leave you with one last story. Um, we were in the hospital and I delivered my daughter late at night and I think it was like 930 or something or maybe a little bit later and we got back to our room after everything and I want to say it was close to like 11 p.m. and we had already been there for over 24 hours and I was completely exhausted Um, and I hadn't eaten in over 24 hours because I was on like a bunch of IV and whatever a whole bunch of things I hadn't eaten I wasn't allowed to eat um, leading up to uh, her birth And I was like famished. I felt like I was going to puke and faint all at the same time. And we had this brand newborn baby sitting beside us and our midwife left, our nurse left. And I turned to my husband and I was like, I don't think I can do this. Like, how do I take care of this baby? I need to sleep. I feel exhausted. I need to eat something. And I, it's all kind of like a blur in my head of how this happened. But I remember a nurse coming in and she, I said to her, like, I can't do this. I don't know how I'm going to stay up tonight. And she just said to me, you rest, you go to sleep, you close your eyes, you just delivered a baby. We will take care of your daughter. And I just remember this like rush of peace passing over me, knowing that God had Charlotte in the palm of his hands, that she was protected. She was going to be watched over And I just remember, like, just feeling so at peace that I didn't need to be perfect. I didn't need to be a super mom for her. And that God's grace was sufficient for my needs and for the needs of Charlotte. And just letting that all go, knowing that I don't need to be 100% all the time is just so, so freeing. So I want to just finish off by um, inviting you. I am passionate about postpartum health and wellness. I've walked through it with my own baby, and I love helping other women just get back into routine again, Um, helping them learn how to heal their bodies, get back into exercise, focus on nutrition, and how to create time, how to create time for Jesus and yourself. Um, And so I offer community. I am starting a I am starting a new group um, that's going to launch off, launch off on July 12th, um, and it's going to be specific to postpartum moms. It's going to be 21 days long. You're going to get access to at-home workout programs. We'll work together to pick one that's great for you, um, nutrition plans, tons of other things, and then most importantly, community. So you're going to be surrounded by other moms um, who are just in the same season of life as you. It's going to be very practical. We're going to work through like specific action-based tasks um, and just how to make your health a priority again. So if this is for you, if this is something that you're looking for, I would love to chat with you. Even if it's not for you, I would love to just have a conversation um, to see if this would be helpful for you. So you can connect with me um, on my Instagram. I will link my um, handle in the show notes, or I will also put a uh, link to a form that you can fill out 
out just with your contact information so that we can connect and see if this is for you. Um, yeah, I hope that you found this episode helpful. I hope that you got some practical tips. Um, but yeah, I would love to connect with you and just continue this conversation about how I can help you um, in learning to make your health a priority. Thank you so much for listening along with this episode. I pray that it was a blessing to you and that you learned something new about having a Christ-centered wellness journey. If you liked this episode, please share it with a friend, post it to your social media, and tag me so I can personally thank you. Another way to support me is to leave me a review. I would love to hear what you liked about this episode. Check out the episode notes for any resources from this episode and ways to connect with me. Also, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss the next one. May God bless you along your own wellness journey as you strive to take care of your mind, body, and soul, keeping Christ the center of it all. Hope to chat with you again soon.